0: Why thank you, Ledge? Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, Chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchist Local Chapter 151. Wiley. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. But you know, I, I gotta take issue
1: with the introduction you give me. Yeah. Because um I, 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 I am certainly a man, but I'm pretty sure I'm neither a myth nor a legend. <laughs> you want me to change it then? Uh, well, I, I think, uh, I'm not going to change it. What, what, what do you think it should be?
0: No, you it's know? where, where I got it at. Uh, how, how about a, uh, uh,
1: a, a semi, uh, sociopathic, uh, shut in, you know, that, would that work a little better?
0: I mean, it might, but I don't want to have to say that word every week.
1: So, someone with a uh, a uh, ugly front yard. <laughs> I, I, hang on a second. Uh, let me explain my thought processes here. I was up on my second floor. Normally, on the second floor, I keep the blinds closed, right? You know, because I, I don't want you know people to be seeing in, and you know, I, I don't need to be looking out or anything like that. But I happen to have them open, and I was looking out to to one of my neighbor's backyards. Okay. And the backyard was just trashed, overgrown, you know, shit rusting away, you know, just crap everywhere, right? Yeah, he doesn't spend any time back there. Yeah. The front yard, though, is immaculate, (laughs) you know? And I thought, and then I thought, by contrast, I don't really give two shits about my front yard. You know, it's half weeds, there's dead spots, I don't have a sprinkler system or anything like that. But my backyard, I keep, I wouldn't say immaculate, but really nice, you know? And my, in, 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 from my perspective, you know that backyard is my sanctuary. You know what I'm saying? That's where you that's, go. That's where well, I you got go. a pool back there. I got a pool back. He doesn't there. have a pool, right? No, no. But still, the, the point is, is I, I keep it really nice because that's my area. Whereas the front, I'm like, eh, who gives a shit? You know, I, I don't care about making a good impression. You know what I'm saying? But I find it funny. I think that it, for in a lot of cases, some people have you know uh, shitty front and backyards. Other people have immaculate front and backyards. But for the people who have one different from the other, I think it really says a lot about where you put your priorities in life. You know, well, oh, whether you're a, a front yard
0: person or a, back yeah, a backyard, backyard person.
1: Person, yeah, yeah. And you know, I me, hundred percent. It's about me and I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks.
0: You know what I'm saying? Which that that reflects your that, that reflects your Right. Well, I do here's the thing though, I think a pool has something to do with it though. It probably does. It probably does. You know, like if dude had a pool back there then But even if I
1: didn't I'd still hang out there, not in my front yard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, mainly because I know all my neighbors, and if I go out half the time when I go out front, you know, someone's walking by or someone's out and about, and they ends up in a conversation, which is nice every once in a while. But also, when you go outside, you want your, you know, this. hey, man, this is my time. You know? <laughs> you, you don't necessarily want to socialize. So that's kind of why, why that is. Why you me. have your backyard more
0: than your front yard. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So part of it's not giving a shit, but also part of it's now, from what you're saying, though, is... uh. I want a place where I can go back in the back and not have to fuck with anybody, not do with anybody. Well, that's that's so some of it's not all shut always, not all shut ish
1: Yeah. yeah. you know, I I pretend to be a like a recluse in a shut-in, but I'm actually social as hell. <laughs> Going out tonight with some friends of ours and stuff, you know. So I I pretend to be that. But I do uh, actually uh, dispute whether I'm a myth or a legend. I'm pretty sure I'm not either of those things.
0: Yeah. So I think the full-size um Driver's license thing got you into legendary status, by the way. The, what? The full-size driver's license? From, like, when I was 16 making mm-hmm. fake IDs? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> that, yeah, that gets you there a little that, bit. That, that made me a legend? I think that's what, that's what at least I got it as. <laughs> Everybody made fake IDs back in the okay, day, man. Okay, not with a full-size driver's license.
1: Yeah, and few people made a really profitable business into it. <laughs> so, uh, so I guess it's that. Yeah, so. that was pre-internet days where you couldn't just order them on the dark web, Yeah, you know? But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's I, I thought that was interesting. Are you more of a front yard or a backyard person?
0: <sighs> I I would say I'm more of a garage person. But garage oh, you would be totally front yard. are.
1: Yeah, you're totally a garage person. That's a whole different set of psychology right there. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know what that says about you, but every time you've had a garage, you turn it into like your man cave.
0: Yeah, yeah I like to I like to hang out in the garage. Yeah, I like to.
1: Yeah, eh, that makes sense. Plus, you can smoke cigars out there, and no one gives you any grief.
0: Normally, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, all right. So th- this week, though, on a Wednesday, I picked up a Tesla. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm renting a Tesla. To do Uber, nice yeah. black one. Oh, yeah. no, it's yeah. Only, had four, like, only got like 14,000 miles on it. It's, yeah. it's you know, really new. So tell us, what is it like driving a Tesla? It's different. Yeah. It's different. Let me say the first thing is there's no coast on it.
1: What do you mean there's no like, coast? It
0: doesn't coast. It doesn't go in. Like when you take your foot off the gas, it stops. R- really? Huh? It just stops. Now, it doesn't stop like, you know, on it a doesn't dime, screech right. like you're putting yeah. on your foot on the brake, but, but it, it decelerates rapidly, rapidly. Okay. So with that vehicle, I use the brake, maybe 5% of what I used it during wow. in the car in, in a regular combustion engine. No kidding. I mean, 5%. Yeah. Like I can go a whole trip without to put my foot on the brake one time. Yeah. That's interesting. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first
1: thing. That's that's got to take some getting used to.
0: It does. Yeah. It absolutely does. The second thing is is it does have a lot of get up and go. I have not put my foot all the way down on the accelerator. Oh on yeah, the accelerator. Yeah. I have not done it, and like it's you get you you start moving quick, and yeah. there's no shifting. Right. Like it doesn't shift gears. It just goes.
1: Yeah, I, I tell you, uh, I've a friend of mine who's a uh, cop uh, has a Tesla, and uh, man, he took me for riding that thing and just opened it up. And I got to tell you, the G-forces, when that thing opens up, and he's got, it's t- like a top-of-the-line one. I, I don't know what the models are. Model, uh, is it a Model Y that's a top-end, or Model I don't X or something? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, but anyway, it, 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 yeah, just the acceleration on that thing is mind-boggling. Yeah. Like, without question, the fastest accelerating car I, I've ever been in. Yeah, And I've driven plenty of muscle cars and, you know, European sports cars and things like that, but that thing just blows them just all away. It just goes. Yeah, it's amazing. And it amazing. just goes quick. Yeah.
0: Um overall it's a pretty cool ride it's very spartan on the inside you know the big other than that big screen it doesn't really have any buttons or anything
1: (laughs) i hate the fact that there's no gauges on the dashboard yeah it's just none of it yeah none of it there see even though i think that's a cool vehicle i would never ever ever in a million years personally own one why not it has nothing to do with the electric it has to do with uh a the automated systems which i don't trust well yeah and b that it's constantly tracking you everywhere you go. I mean it's it's stealing so much data and we've actually got a couple of stories about how how much data cars steal from you in this day and age. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to that a little bit later, but for those two reasons I would never own one of them. You know, I'm going to be actually, you know, 15 20 years from now, um, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble because I'm going to be having to spend a fortune to buy these classic cars. You know, yeah, Because I won't own anything new. I do of think
0: that. that the marketplace is going to stay good with those cars, though, only because I think there's going to be a lot of people in the position that, or that have the same mindset that you do. I hope, as so. far as cars go, I hope so. You're going to have a segment of the population that are never going to switch over to electric, that are only going to stay with the internal combustion engine cars, right? Until you're dead, yeah. Like that. W- once your generation or that generation of people that really like the gas cars, right. Once they go away, then the then the gas car will make the way of the uh, horse and buggy.
1: I think it's probably going to take many many years. I mean, many decades to actually phase it out completely.
0: Oh, people are always going to. Ha- you're always look. Somebody's always going to have one. Yeah, like they're always going to have them. But I will say this though: these cars are probably going to be the wave of the future, though.
1: Well, I think what someone needs to do when some of these automakers need to do is is for the folks you know that are completely paranoid like me. They need to start making electric vehicles with no automated driving systems and without all the data tracking, not connected to the internet, not you know telling the uh, OEM everything about what you're doing and you know that sort of thing all the time, monitoring the driver and the passengers and all that. Yeah, you
0: know. yeah. I think eventually those cars aren't even going to be allowed on the road anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. Probably so. Yeah, because the government will probably come in and mandate something
0: or do some it's gonna per be mile some, tax. The, yeah, or there's going to be something like weird yeah. going on. Right but and it's a lot cheaper you know you just plug it in when you go there it's 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 weird driving it and it's funny because like it, a lot of the people that get in the car this is the first time they've been in a Tesla right and so they got questions and stuff like that now right i, I got to tell them first off like i've only been in for like 3 days so i only know so much <laughs> yeah but i you know they they ask me how it's drive in and stuff like that you know you can see where all the charging stations are and like it, it's it's Like it's neat, like it's neat, and and with Uber you get a bunch of more different kinds of rides. Like you can get like the best kinds of rides that pay a lot of money. Yeah, Um, that's why I did it. Yeah, that and the gas. You know, the gas. uh, You know, being cheaper on gas. Cause it's or well, cheaper it's on fuel. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to charge it up though; yeah. and that costs money.
1: Did you get the uh, home converter charger?
0: No, 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 no. I didn't. So get you anything only like charge that. it out
1: and about. Yeah, I only
0: yeah. Go, yeah I, basically, Wawas. Yeah, Wawas are really the only place around here that have them. Not even all the Wawas have them. There's some EVgo uh, stations around here. Um, I haven't seen any. Well, there's there's one that's near Soho that's at a winn Dixie. Yeah. And I stopped at that one. Um, you know, you got to figure out like it's a different. The thing is this: like with a with a gas car, doing what I do. You don't even have to think about it. Yeah, you there's just, gas
1: stations everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But with a electric car where you have to, you know, you want to maintain your mileage, so you know, your your range so high, right. which the most you can get is like 250. Right. Um you got to be a little more deliberate and stuff like that. So I'm, fi- I'm I've been figuring that out this week and stuff like that. But it's like it's it's I mean it's super neat though. Like yeah. it's neat driving the car, you know. So I I liked I like that part. And um I can that thing it, I i really have not put my foot all the way on the accelerator yeah like i have not even a little bit and unless you've got moves.
1: serious wide open road in front of you you don't want to no trust me no you don't
0: <laughs> trust because the thing that thing moves man yeah
1: it freaking moves You'll, you're gonna be pulling you
0: know three and a half g's
1: <laughs>
0: yeah it's crazy it how much it moves by into your seat yeah so that's been neat to have this week um on it so it's been it's been uh it's been definitely been neat though yeah which is weird the first thing we have about is the climate science because i don't care about i mean hey speaking of climate i saw
1: something really amazing um on uh, it was on labor day and i was in my backyard sanctuary floating around my pool and i look up in the sky and there's this um uh, you know these serious clouds right yeah. going across the sky and projected on them is a perfect color spectrum you know a rainbow essentially uh but it's not arced it's in a straight line across the sky and it's i don't know if it's being actually uh the refraction is happening in the clouds or it's just being projected on the clouds but it was like that for an hour it was the most amazing iridescent in the entire cloud for like a 60 degree arc angle in the sky was this and I'm sure, uh, you know, because this—I wasn't the only one seeing this. I'm sure I probably saw it throughout all of West Central Florida. I mean, depending on what drug yeah. you were taking. Uh, no, I was relatively sober at that time. It was the middle of the day, you know. It was like one o'clock in the afternoon or something.
0: Oh, I got you. <coughs> Excuse
1: me. And uh, yeah, just uh, it just the most amazing thing. I've never seen it exactly. I mean, seen plenty of rainbows, and I have seen some. You know, color refraction, but never where like a, a straight line um, rainbow effect, you know, a, a prism uh, or was, uh, or spectrum rather, color spectrum uh, was uh, being projected on some serious clouds. It was the coolest thing and it lasted for like an hour, Yeah.
0: You know? So on, but this was natural though. Like this was not, like it wasn't like there <laughs> was somebody on the ground like, 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 uh, emity emity no 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 (laughs) this this was not a projection okay no nobody has
1: anything of sufficient power to do that on a cloud that's probably you know forty thousand feet high in the middle of the day. Okay, right. I mean just that, would, sure. that would take an amount of of energy that is just absolutely mind-boggling. So okay. this was absolutely a natural phenomenon, but it was a very strange one. I just I'd never seen it exactly like that, and I bet some of our listeners, especially in the uh, Central Florida area, or are, are, are probably saw the same thing. Yeah. You know? Okay. But I was kind of looking around for it. I didn't see a lot. I saw a couple of people post it on. Did uh, you see a leprechaun? Reddit. I did not see a leprechaun, but the rainbow didn't touch the ground. But it—I'm it, it, saying that means the leprechaun was in the air. I, I think it might also mean uh, that the sky is gay. Oh, you know? oh, it could be that too. Yeah. So, uh, is a strong possibility. So it was They're turning the clouds gay. Yeah. So Labor Day was also uh, you know Sky Pride Day. Sky Pride. Day. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's that's one of the uh, the other um, side effects of uh, man-made climate change is it's
0: turning the sky gay. Yeah, <laughs> I knew I knew it was gonna. I knew we got to turn it around now. Yeah. So oh uh, wait. Right, so we got the articles about the climate science here. Yeah. Well, let's start with the second and third, and then we'll come back to the first okay. one in that group. No, no. Let's start with the last one first, and then work backwards. Okay. Then. All right. So this is the headline, and we've talked a little bit about this before, but this one just it bared mentioning again. Right. World just endured its hottest summer on record. UN chief says climate breakdown has begun. Right now, if you look at the key points of the article (laughs) and to give them credit, at least they stuck it in the top. Yes. Yes. Which is actually rare. Yeah. UN World Meteorological Organization and European Climate Service. uh, Copernicus. Copernicus on Wednesday announced that June to August season of 2023 was the warmest such period in records beginning in 1940. So wait, wait a second here. So we haven't even hit 100 years. This ain't even 100 years. Right. And it's the hottest in the last 100 years, in the last right. under 100 years. Right. <laughs> it's just such a misleading headline. It, it is.
1: It is. And again, look, the, the planet probably is warming. Um, you know, I don't think we have enough data to know whether this is like a, a small cycle blip, a long cycle blip. I don't think we know how hot it's actually going to get. Um, and I think man probably contributes to some degree. But to what degree, I don't think we really know. We just don't have enough data. And that's the thing that, that drives me crazy with science in this day and age. Is Science should be about asking questions and acknowledging that we don't know what we don't know. Okay, But it's almost like science lately has become a religion where... You can't question it at all, otherwise you're a a science denier, otherwise you're, uh, you know, well, you're not a climatologist. Well, no, but I also understand that when you're dealing with a, a data set of 100 years and you're talking about a system that's been in place for 4 billion years, you really don't have enough data to know for a fact. Now, you can do core samples, ice core samples, things like that. And get a relative idea and and from the core samples we know that this planet has been way 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 colder than it is now and way 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 hotter than it is now okay there it's we're right now honestly for the point we're at we're somewhere in the middle and we don't know where the trends are going and we don't know how rapidly these things change we know we do know at times they do rapidly change you know and so that's just i don't i'm not a climate change denier I'm just one of those people that says hey we just a we don't have enough data to know you know what the real trend is and b we don't know for sure how much man is contributing to it you know but it's like you got those new uh co2 scrubber plants coming online you know the biggest one the one that's getting the most hype and the most funding and everything uh, for that to those big factories are building with a bunch of fans and co2 scrubbers take co2 out of you it's a company called oxy which is owned 100% by Occidental Petroleum. (laughs) A a $60 billion um, oil company is the one who is going to the government and saying, hey, give us these huge grants so that we can pull carbon dioxide out of the air far less efficiently efficiently than trees do it. (laughs) The whole thing, there's so much
0: of it that just seems like such a scam. Well look, here's the thing. let's let's go with a couple uh, let's just say right. again, not that not that i'm not I'm not arguing. I'm not saying for sure this is the case. right. So it's getting hotter out.
1: yeah, I, I don't personally feel it, but Climate I'm not change gonna argue is something with the that
0: data. man has has had some negative effects
1: on. potentially. We can't say for sure how well, let's just, let's just say
0: yeah. there's been some. yeah what what is your solution at the end of the day? And I'm, and, and I'm not saying you, but I'm saying is that what what are they trying to say? Are you trying to say that we're going to stop using fossil fuels tomorrow? No, like like if, if it's not like anything that they're saying is just not realistic as to like, do you want us to move away from using fossil fuels and towards other kinds of energies to, in order to collect in order to generate energy? OK, well, I'll go with that. Yeah, that's that's just a good idea. But here's the thing. And again, and I, know, I know you're against this one. But these guys, like, if you really want, like, right now, we need energy. Everybody needs energy in order to survive at the level that we're at right now. Right. Developing countries need more than what we need. We're going down and down and down anyway in what we're currently using right now. But this is a global thing, not just a a U.S. thing. Right. So. It, is the solution that you're just going to stop using these fossil fuels like right off the bat, and everybody's going to be on windmills? That's and, literally
1: impossible. Yeah, it, it can't be done. It can't be. Like, it has to be phased out over time.
0: Yeah, and it is being phased out over time. And naturally.
1: the market, the market is is doing a lot of it. The, the governments are creative, sending incentive, creating incentives for people to to accelerate the the market change. Uh, but for the most part, the market's doing it on its own. Yeah. But the whole question, I think, is flawed, and that's one of my biggest um <laughs> you know one of the things that i find so ridiculous in this is you're asking the question well how do we solve it how do we fix it what what's how do we we change this the answer is quite fl- frankly you can't it's the fucking planet and the fact that humans believe that they can affect the long-term climatological planets of a system that is dependent on a giant fusion reactor in the sky and a a planetary system that's been doing its own thing for f- over 4 billion years okay the fact that we think that we're just going to change that (laughs) we're going to be able to make the planet do what we want no no we've got at least you know a few hundred years of technological advancements before we have any effect on the entire planetary uh, climatological system yeah it's just the amount of hubris that you have to to say uh, to have to say that man is 100 percent causing the climate and man has the power to change it and fix it It's just, it's stupid. It's, it makes no sense whatsoever. And the problem with all the data that we see is it's almost exclusively correlation. You see what I'm saying? No. Well, uh, well, the planet is getting warmer on average has been for the past 80 years that they've really been measuring this sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, And it seems to be getting warmer at a faster rate than it was before okay so we're saying well human since humans since the industrial revolution have been putting a bunch of carbon dioxide and in, in, into the atmosphere you know yeah uh, hydrocarbons things like that um so that must be the cause of it you see what i'm saying Oh, i got you okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. um and I, like i said so much of this is just correlation it's they haven't really at least in my mind firmly established the causality And here's a here's a prime example of this. And this is a uh, a story that came out in the uh, San Jose Mercury News. And it's uh, the headline is um, Bay Area scientists admits he left out the full truth to get climate change wildfire study published in a prestigious journal. Damn. Okay. Excuse me. A new study by a team of mostly Bay Area scientists at San Francisco Bay Area is for you Tampa folks. Uh, scientists found that human-caused climate warming has increased the frequency of extremely fast-spreading California wildfires and has come into question from the unlikeliest of critics, its own lead author. So the lead scientist on this, this uh, uh, publication, this study, actually came out and said, you know what, we really fudged the data on this. Um, Patrick T. Brown, climate uh, team co-director at the nonprofit Breakthrough Institute in Berkeley and a visiting research professor at San Jose State University, said his August 30th paper in the prestigious British journal Nature is scientifically sound and advances our understanding of climate change role in day to day wildfire behavior. So one of the. um, So that was what he originally said. But Brown this week dropped a bomb on the journal, as well as his studies, co-authors who are staunchly defending the team's work. In an online article, blog post, and social media post, Brown said he left out the full truth to get my climate change paper published, causing almost as much of a story as the alarming storm as the alarming findings themselves themselves. So this is a prime example of what we've been talking about, and specifically as it applies to two things currently, OK? Uh, COVID and vaccines and climate change okay and what we have been saying is if you want to get published if you want the grant money if you want the prestigious jobs if you want the the accolades of your peers you better give the correct political answer yeah you better stay the line exactly exactly so here's a guy who did a study and said oh well shit if i i got to come to this conclusion that it's climate change causing the wildfires to be worse in california uh, or I'm never going to get this thing published. Nobody's going to touch us with a poll, you know. So he publishes the paper, and then, you know, uh, after a, a, a week or so, has a uh, uh, some pangs of conscience and goes out and puts it out there and said, hey, look, no, we didn't tell the whole truth. We left out a whole bunch of findings. You know, we, we essentially pushed it to this conclusion because we knew that's what the scientific community wanted to hear. That's what would get us published. That w- is what – and he didn't say this, but – the implication is that that's what will get the uh, the grant
0: money well let's go around. On, let me read this part Brown wrote that the study didn't look at poor forest management and other factors that are just as if not more important to fire behavior because I knew that would detract from the clean narrative centered on the negative impact of climate change and thus decrease the odds that the paper would pass muster with nature's editors and reviewers. He added, such bias in climate scientists misinforms the public and makes practical solutions more difficult to achieve.
1: Bingo. Bingo. And there's so much of that right now uh, among climate uh, science in general. And again, we we should probably be trying to figure out what the planet is going to do as a whole to prepare for it and we should be trying to figure out ways to adapt ways to adapt we should be trying to figure out if if and how much we are contributing to it you know and what we can do to change that so it's, it's not like i'm saying this whole realm of study is a waste of time but it's be like, accurate yeah be truthful be accurate stop Tailoring the message and the science, and, and, and when you're tailoring a scientific message to meet a political agenda, that's a real problem. Yeah, you know. Um, and so I think that the more we see these type of things, the more we have to question. But don't go a hundred percent the other way either. Don't go well. You can't believe anything scientists say. Well, no, you shouldn't do that either. The, the hard part, and everyone, <laughs> I hate to sound like this because. If I say do your own research, (laughs) you know, you're going to have people out there that are going watching some YouTube videos and and just think the most absurd, ridiculous things. Well, next thing you know, they're flat earthers. But what I'm saying is don't necessarily do your own research, but just approach everything logically. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just integrate logic. Read the study and see how they came to the conclusions and things like that, you know, because that's about the only way you get to the truth, because... Nothing out there in the world today is a hundred percent truth, you know, and very few things are a hundred percent bullshit, <laughs> you know, and the truth is always somewhere in
0: between. Well, you know? I just think if you like, if you look at the fire, the fires over there, like let's okay, again, let's just for right. the sake of argument say that global warming is man-made and it's a major problem right and that 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 governments know this stuff right okay well then why do you have bad forest management that's something you can actually solve right now right. like that's actually a problem you can fix yeah so why aren't you doing those things in order to mitigate the problems and i think one of the reasons that they're doing that is in a weird way, they want the major fire so they can point to it and claim and claim global warming. Yeah, that there's... like in a weird in a weird perverse way, you're like you're 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 per. Maybe not purposely, but subconsciously, you're purposely making the problem worse. I think some are purposely doing it; others are just kind of uh,
1: responding. Like even to with the, the Maui pressure. fire
0: thing, like why would you stop giving them water?
1: Well, here, here's why would you stop them from being able to help people? Here's the irony. Is that the majority of California and also the Maui uh, forest fire were ignited by electrical transmission lines? So all that power that we're using to charge our Teslas, yeah, <laughs> are actually a bigger cause of uh, wildfires
0: than um, <laughs> than man-made climate change. <laughs> at well, least well, according here's the to the study. But that's why the response from the other from from the other side on that one is well, then right. you got to get rid of the electrical lines. Right. Well, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Because you don't have to... again, they don't figure out that cold fusion. They don't man. think they don't think it all the way through, and I, maybe they don't want to. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. Like, there's a lot of different I just, reasons. I just like it's weird because it seems like this is such a because everything is climate change now. Like oh, everything. everything, like every
1: hurricane oh, is like climate change now. Yeah, like we were talking about last week, the once in a lifetime hurricane which you know clearly there have been a whole lot more uh, hurricanes you know, do damage yeah. to Florida period. every
0: fucking year almost pretty much yeah as a matter of fact the last two years while the ones that have hit have sucked a lot worse than other times right like they're not that bad though right I mean it's it's it, we only had one to, well we had two last year yeah and right now we have one that's gone through Florida this year so far yeah don't go wrong we got more time it, another bad one could happen yeah. Yeah, it's well, it, again but september and october are months that have hurricanes right historically yeah. but I, i'm just saying the, the
1: fact that they have to sensationalize the hell out of everything every single time every every storm every fire every every natural event that has been happening for you know uh, <laughs> for epochs and eons you know uh, it, it's the worst one ever you know no, never in, well, in and, history has it been like this and
0: so and this is another one of these things so a, rapid clo- a rapidly closing window, Major U.N. Report offers sobering assessment of world's climate efforts. Uh, the fight to secure for a livable future for everyone on Earth requires much more urgent climate action, and only transformational changes across systems will be enough to get back on track. See, the thing about it is when I see this one, I see, well, what you're doing is using this in order to have some kind of global governance over all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And if there's nothing that's more intrusive, it's going to be global governance over your energy. Right. Right.
1: Well, I, I think there's a lot of different motives behind people pushing this narrative. Money and power is probably the money two and main power, drivers, are two though. of them. But for, for some people, um, it's also um, it, it, it's just a, a a belief structure. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so some people just flat out believe this like it is the gospel. And, uh, you know, they think anyone who doesn't believe it is a moron. Um, And, uh, you know, others just like the idea of being smug about it, (laughs) you know. So that's it. It's the politicians want more power. The companies that are uh, essentially profiting from this, uh, like Occidental Petroleum, for example, uh, want more money. And, uh, you know, the scientists, uh, basically, they're either true believers or they just want their grant funds and their papers published, you know. And, which we've again yeah. pointed to an article to talk about and the the rank and file people who are pushing this you know just the the average uh you know Joe Hammond Egger is uh either a true believer or they just you know want to be that smug kind of you know look at me I'm on the right side of of you know the world and it, that
0: sort of thing you know what I'm saying yeah no I think you have a combo of a lot of different stuff here yeah and again wrapped up in it's, it's all wrapped up in, well, if you don't like it, then you just want humanity to die, basically. They're claiming that the other side wants humanity to die.
1: Well, and that's the other thing, because of the, the amount of scare tactics that they've used. They've taken an entire generation that sincerely believes that the, the planet is doomed. The species is doomed. I hear from young people saying, I don't want to bring kids into this dying world. I mean, they literally think like that. Yeah. Oh, you know? a lot of them do. And that's why our, our birth rate. So it, it makes you that's wonder. That's another factor, but that's not the main factor. But <laughs> it's, it's a, a factor. It's a, it's a big factor in it. No, I think it, I, I really do think it is. I mean, because I think if you had a generation of kids who were positive about the future and thought the future was going to be great and they thought, you know, their lives were going to be even better than their parents' lives and things like that, you would definitely see a lot more people wanting to bring kids in the world. Yeah, you know, yeah, but you don't see that, you know, and, and it's just—it's so patently ridiculous. And again, there's probably a, a little bit of truth in everything they're talking about, and the planet is—the it d- 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 does show that it's getting a little warmer. But the question is, how bad's it going to be? We have no idea. You know, is this a, a temporary little cycle? Is this a long term trend? Are we, you know, still only halfway out of the ice age that we were in ten thousand years ago? You know, is it just gonna go back to the medieval warm period which we had, you know, which it was hotter than it is now, at least according to the core sample records. Yeah. You know, which was the you know, what, a thousand years ago, eight hundred years ago? you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. when there were way less
0: humans on the planet (laughs)
1: exactly way less humans on the planet. so it's it's just one of those things that it's everything has to be blown completely out of proportion and it's like we're all gonna die unless we do something now everything's got to be mandatory or banned
0: yeah yeah so and that's what and i i think these people are using this crisis to 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 put in some global governance too though i definitely think that's part of it yeah yeah the the global bankers want to run everything (laughs) <laughs> and they see a way to do it, and if you scare the shit out of the population good enough, then you get it. It's, it look, it's fear. Man. What, what, what drives people more than fear? Nothing. Well, here's, Which is why politicians use it against you. And it's why uh, Dick Cheney uh, said what he said would, <laughs> he
1: said this week. Uh, he actually said uh, about Donald Trump, quote, In our nation's 246 history, there has never been an individual who is a greater threat to our republic than donald trump okay this coming from dick cheney mind you okay now look donald trump sucks all day long uh he's a, a complete narcissist who will run over everybody and anything to achieve his own aims including trying to overturn a, a you know circumvent the conf- uh, constitution and, and uh, overthrow uh, an election you know but having said that Just think about what Dick Cheney said. In our nation's 246-year history, there has never been an individual who was a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. Okay, how about King George III when he invaded in 1812? (laughs) Okay, how about, oh, I don't know, Jefferson Davis, when uh, the the Confederate States seceded from the Union, I would say that was probably a bigger threat to the Republic. Yeah. It took kind of a, a uh, you know a four year war and uh, six hundred thousand people dead to resolve that one. Uh, you know, Santa Ana, uh, Hirohito, Hitler, bin Laden, you know you're telling me that Donald Trump is a bigger threat to our Republic than those guys. And again, it's just the hyperbole. It's the exaggeration, it's the sensationalism you know. Now if he had just said Donald th- Trump is a a threat to our republic, I would say yeah, probably so. You know. Good on him, probably. <laughs> Don't care really one way or another, but if uh, if anything hey, by breaks the garment
0: This article is like a year old though.
1: Uh is it really? Yeah. Oh man, I just saw it making the rounds again. Well, it's making the rounds again.
0: Uh, but, but, oh yeah, on. it is a year old. Regardless though, the thing about it is what Cheney and them are really mad about, in my opinion, mm-hmm. has way more to do with Trump's foreign policy than anything else. From, da- from Cheney's perspective. Oh, yeah. From Cheney's. Because these guys. That are guy com- never met a war he didn't like. Yeah. These guys are committed neocons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I do think Cheney that, was the
1: one that came up with the seven nations plan that we only knocked out three of them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, like these guys aren't. It's weird because like, look, I I don't like Trump but I definitely don't like Dick Cheney, and I definitely don't like his daughter Liz Cheney. I don't like any of these people, but... Right, right. Like, when you look at who's done more damage to this country, I gotta tell you, Uh, I'd put Dick Cheney a a lot higher on the list than I would Donald Trump. I would say Dick Cheney is responsible for a lot
1: more uh, uh, flag-draped coffins than Donald Trump, for sure. Um, So there's that. But as far as creating the divide in the country. Oh,
0: no, creating I would the say, divide. No, no, no. I would
1: say Donald Trump's done Trump's more done more there. to create the divide. But, but Cheney's got more blood on his hands, for damn sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. I,
0: like you need to go away. You need to, shut, you need to shut up.
1: Well, he looks about dead anyway, so well, he's probably be not shutting dead up enough. for
0: good soon. But Not dead enough. Yeah. But, and this is the part that irks me the most is, he's not, look, Donald Trump sucks. Okay, I'll give you all that. Greater threat to the republic? Right. No, come on now. Yeah. Like, that's just... Again, look, within the, race, the greatest threat of the republic in the nation's
1: 246 year history. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. Come on. Just stop. You're just being a dick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and nobody called part of the pun, <laughs> right.
1: And and nobody well, calls because,
0: anybody on that type of exaggeration. Well, no, because nobody. Here's the thing. The reason why nobody calls them out on it is this. Most people have already taken a either way pro or way anti stance on Trump. Right. Look, I don't like Trump. I wouldn't consider myself a never-Trumper either. He's a horrible
1: human. What do you mean, never-Trumper? So you'd vote for Donald Trump? No,
0: no, no, no. But I'm not in the he's the greatest threat to the republic Uh, person. no, no. Like, I don't view him as the devil, but he's no angel. He's a bumbling moron for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like some of these people put way too much stock in, like, how bad the guy is. I don't... (laughs) Here's the thing. I think if, here's the, I think that if Trump wins in 2024, which, again, whether he's even on the ballot or not, a whole different argument. He's not going to be. But let's just say for the sake of argument that he is on the ballot and he wins. I think we're going to have another election in four years after that. Like, it's not going to be. It's not the not. end of the world. <laughs> like this, let's hope it getting is. getting elected is not the sign of the apocalypse. Oh, why are you teasing me like that? No, sorry.
1: (laughs) I'm the guy hoping that each election is the last election ever.
0: Uh, And not because
1: the world ends, but because the government ends. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So don't tease me. But since we talked about Trump, though, we'll go back. We'll go over to all the comb over dude stuff because you put that down there.
1: Right, right. Well, actually, since we're talking about the election, I want to to bring up some more evidence this week uh, for my Michelle Obama theory. Uh, that Michelle Obama will likely be either uh, the nominee uh, for the Democratic Party via appointment or will be Biden's VP pick and uh, will uh, be president soon thereafter. Um, But the author of a new biography of Joe Biden has said it wouldn't be a total shock if the president cancels his reelection bid by the end of the year. Um, Now, I don't think he's going to do it by the end of the year. I think he's going to do it after he's won enough Democratic primaries to essentially secure the nomination. And that's when he's going to drop out. But uh, Franklin Foer, whose book The Last Politician, Inside Joe Biden's White House and the Struggle for America's Future, is published this week told NBC's Meet the Press on Sunday that it doesn't take Bob Woodward to understand that Joe Biden is old. <laughs> 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 That's actually pretty good. That is kind of funny, actually. I'm not a gerontologist, but I can predict how the next couple of years will age Joe Biden, Foer added. Asked if Biden could drop out of his re-election bid, uh, Foer said, it would, it would be a surprise to me, but it wouldn't be a total surprise to me. So anyway, that's uh, just a little more evidence that uh, I don't think that uh, Joe Biden is going to make it all the way to the general election. And most likely Michelle Obama is. So there's that. All right. So now let's go to uh,
0: Uh, the U.S. reality show that is known as Donald Trump or comb over, (laughs) -over which we can do. Yeah. Uh, So Trump is hosting a hundred thousand dollar per person fundraiser to help Giuliani pay his legal bills. Right. Look, I think he's doing this one for one reason and one reason only. Keep Giuliani quiet from testifying. To keep him on. Oh, absolutely. It's clear as day. Which, again, I don't know why you wouldn't have done this beforehand. Right. But, you know, like, he's definitely going to. So former President Donald Trump hosted a $100,000 plate fundraiser for New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani at his best Mr. New Jersey golf club as Giuliani struggles to pay his mounting legal bills.
1: Giuliani's going to flip anyway.
0: He probably will. (laughs) He's going to flip. Giuliani, a longtime Trump ally who also served uh, as the fellow Republican's lawyer, is facing a barrage of legal fees, fines, sanctions, and damages related to his work, helping to try to overturn the 2020 election uh, and other cases. He was indicted last month, along with Trump and 17 others in Georgia, for what the Fulton County attorney, Fannie Willis, has described as a wide-ranging conspiracy to subvert the will of the voters after Trump lost to Democrat Joe Biden.
1: Now, here's the thing about Giuliani. He may want to flip. But I wouldn't be surprised if prosecutors don't need him. So they're like, no, nah, we're prosecuting you too. <laughs> we, we don't need your testimony. We've already got overwhelming evidence, and we can win this case without you. So
0: he might want to flip, but I don't know if he's going to be given the opportunity. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Giuliani's son Andrew said in a radio interview that the Thursday night event expected to raise over more than $1 million for his father and that Trump has committed to hosting a second event at his Mar-a-Lago club um, later in the fall. To early winter. Hold on here. If it's a hundred thousand dollars a plate, what did ten people show up?
1: It sounds that way. <laughs> well, eleven. He said more than a million. Oh, more, more yeah. than a million. <laughs> so eleven people showed up.
0: Like I, I think it's kind of funny though. You right. know what I mean? Like it, it. I don't know. Look, I just view all. Look, I view all of these guys as just freaking pathetic. Oh yeah. Like all the Trump people and all around. Don't get me wrong. Look, is the government purposely going after these guys? Yeah absolutely
1: that that's what prosecution is yeah but the, <laughs> that's at, the definition of but
0: it. at the same time like so you know peter navarro got convicted of contempt of congress after defying a house january 6th subpoena so like they subpoenaed him he's like i'm not showing up i'm citing executive privilege right like again it's all theater it's the and it's yeah. theater on both sides yeah but some people are going to jail and Trump's they may end up going to jail for it. Yeah. And then him and Ann Coulter getting back and forth into it. And it was funny because oh God, who cares about that bitch? Oh, God, I, I don't I don't like Ann Coulter at all either. But I just thought it was funny is that like Coulter wanted to do an interview with him on her sub stack. Right. But make it a paid one. So everybody would have to pay to, to read it. Right? right. Of course. In order do. to make her money. Right. Trump basically was like, now nah, I'm not going to do it. And then they started name calling each other again after they were name calling each other before. Right. Like, again, it's it's. It's weird how the people that are around this guy are just like, they're, they're, all, they're all grifters. Yeah, and they're all just horrible human beings.
1: <laughs> you know, That's really the bottom line. None of these people are good people. Uh, I, I, again, that's true of almost everyone who reaches a high level of politics. It's like, these are the worst of the worst that achieve this and, and the fact that people are just still going crazy to to feel like these are the people that they need running their lives it's insanity to me it's like look if if you are walking down the street okay and you ran into joe biden or you ran into donald trump okay you had a five minute conversation with him Then you said, you know what? I tell you what, I I want you to have power of attorney over my entire life. I think that you are such a great human being that you should make the decisions to run my life instead of me. Would you do that? I mean, would you would you personally sign over a power of attorney to Joe Biden or Donald Trump to let them control every aspect? Of course, you wouldn't do that. You would absolutely be insane to do that. But that's essentially what we do every four years. And you people think you have to have it. (laughs) anyway that's my anarchy rant go ahead uh, you take us to the next one
0: Um, All right, so hold on with that though the Georgia grand jury also recommended charging three US senators as well yeah I saw that so uh, Lindsey Graham Kelly Loeffler David Perdue they're all voting they they vote the the grand jury voted for those people as well to be prosecuted
1: but they didn't prosecute them which was a political move the prosecutors decided not to indict those folks so I mean, it's just. I don't think they wanted to muddy the waters. But what were they actually accused of? Were they accused of, of tampering? Were they calling the Georgia Secretary of State trying to get the vote swapped or what? I guess I guess so. Yeah, I I, I, I didn't see the details on that. But uh, I, I do know the fact that uh, the grand jury recommended indictments and the prosecutor decided
0: not to was probably political. Look, they're going. You after, don't want to go. After they're going after, they're going after everybody that was even close to Donald Trump. Right. You know, right? And 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 hold on. Let me get into the last one with the the Chris Christie stuff as well, because there's one guy in the Republican primary, totally going after Trump all the time. Made it his life's mission to go after. That's his only job. It's his only job, and that's Chris Christie. Yeah, but at the same time, like if you remember the past, Christie was part of Trump's staff at certain times, doing certain things. Yeah, like he was he was his boy. Right. It was only after a while, where Trump basically just you know threw out right. that Christie is you know all butthurt about it now. Yeah, I mean, he has things he could point to, but like is all butthurt about it. And but then when Christie talks, he can point to I don't know why this guy's saying it about me. I you, you know he I, I was on this and this. So if you can't if I was always this bad, then why did you hire me to begin with? Right. And I think that's what comes over like when he, you know Trump's like I only hire the best people. No, you don't. You <laughs> right. you hire the worst. Yeah, because yeah. you call them that. Right, Like, you hire them, you...
1: you... You hire sycophants, is yeah. what you do. Yeah, and, those that suck on the, your ass. The moment that they uh, aren't actually, uh, you know, uh, kissing your ass the whole time, the moment they they contradict you... And even oh, and he's so transparent way, about that. Then, then he throws you under the bus. And
0: he's so transparent about that. Oh, like, yeah. if you say something nice about him, he's like, well, I gotta say that's something nice about you, you said something nice about me. Yeah. If he says something bad about you, he, and he builds... He, he's, it's weird how he's the biggest liar and the most transparent guy at the same time. Wait a second. How how is that a weird character
1: trait? That's literally exactly how you are. What are you talking about? <laughs> if somebody says something nice about you, like you will love them forever. If someone says something bad about you, you will hate them forever. Yeah. yeah that is a little bit of truth in that. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> I get a pass because just because I've earned it. But for for most people, it's like If, 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 if somebody, and this has been true, it's like, and there've been several occasions where I've been like, why the fuck, how do you not hate that person? You know, like, well, they, they said something nice about me one time. Mm. (laughs) So you, you do have that in common with Trump. Fortunately, you don't have much else common with him. Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> one thing you do have in common is apparently neither of you is worth $3.5 billion. <laughs> yeah, that's coming out a lot too now. Yeah, well, that was the whole reason that he wasn't putting in his tax returns is because he told people that his net worth was way, way higher than it actually was. Yeah. Yeah, he's really only worth a couple hundred million, or was like you know earlier on. I, I don't know who knows what he's worth now. But um, yeah, so he's always inflated his, uh, his actual... Net worth yeah. by by like multiples, you know. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Where are we going now? Um, the Gattaca DFC. Oh, okay. Um, so this is an interesting one. Scientists have now grown an actual human embryo without a sperm or an egg cell. So, yeah. How the fuck? How do you do this? Um. Well, you you start with uh, T cells. Yeah, and they actually uh here i'll read it the wiseman institute team says their embryo model made using stem cells i'm sorry not t cells stem cells uh looks like a textbook example of a real 14-day embryo scientists have grown an entity that closely resembles an early human embryo without using sperm eggs or a womb. it even released hormones that turned a pregnancy test positive in the lab The ambition for embryo models is to provide an ethical way of understanding the earliest moments of our lives. The first weeks after a sperm fertilizes an egg is a period of dramatic change from a collection of indistinct cells to something that eventually becomes recognizable as a baby on a scan. Of course, we all know that. Um, So anyway, they are actually apparently able to create humans now from just stem cells. And... It's it's it's, this raises so many ethical questions, clearly. Um, But, you know, the the question is, is if this embryo were allowed to develop more than 14 days, I believe they they destroyed the embryo. um, Would it actually completely be human? You know, and every indication is that it would be. You know, so now and again, I'm 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 shocked that this isn't getting more play than it is Um, but this really just changes the entire dynamic of human reproduction yeah Yeah, this is a this is some this is a little weird man yeah yeah so this is this is not cloning okay which is something that we we've been able to figure out for a while this is actually kind of starting from complete scratch so presumably uh, this embryo would um, be a, uh, a, a unique DNA structure. Well, everyone has a unique DNA uh, structure, but it wouldn't be uh, traceable to any other humans on the planet. you see what I'm saying? Well, I
0: mean, they had to get the T cells from somebody. Uh, oh, the stem cells from somebody. I, I
1: guess so. Yeah, I guess so the basic DNA would have to be there somewhere. Yeah, there would have to be a donor uh, for the T cells. Yeah. Now, they're saying the that they're not normal
0: over. human embryos. They're embryo models, but but they're very uh, close. But I, what does that I, mean, though? I,
1: I don't know how you can differentiate the two at that point, you know? I, I think they're probably just using that for some ethical standpoints. Oh,
0: you think that there's like a legalese kind of deal there? It, it, yeah, it could very well
1: because um, I, I don't know how... Uh, if, if it's a 14-day embryo, I, I don't know how it, it could uh, legally distinct. Here it is. The work raises a question of whether embryo development could be mimicked past the 14-day stage. Uh, this would not be illegal, even in the UK, as embryo models are legally distinct from embryos. Some will welcome this, but others won't like it. And the closer these models come to an actual embryo, the more ethical questions they raise. Uh, they are not normal human embryos. They're embryo models, but they're very close to them. So, should you regulate them in the same way as normal? There's nothing in this article that says what the difference is, and I don't understand what the difference could possibly be. You yeah, know could, what I'm you saying?
0: Have, could you have let it go nine months and make a baby? I. I don't see why it wouldn't. And I mean, if, it, and if I mean, it you could, then what, I mean, what is the what is the model diff- Again, it, it doesn't really explain it in the article either. R-
1: right? But. Exactly. If it, it, I mean, maybe there could be flaws in the development, and it could turn into uh, a you know, a non-viable. Well, potentially, I don't know. I, that's the thing; they're not giving us enough information on this. But the pre- second coming, presumably, <laughs> yeah, right. The the first child born with no soul. You know, who knows? Uh, I don't think it probably works like that, but you never know. I mean, yeah. who, who knows what uh, what the reality is? But I do find that uh, that fascinating that this at least opens a door for a completely different form of reproduction. But n- now that you bring it up, it's, it does seem very similar to cloning. So that, I don't understand what the difference is. I, I would like some explanation on all these things, but there's not anything I'd like there. these people
0: to stop doing what they're doing. How about that? <laughs>
1: well... Yeah, yeah, pretty much, because eventually, you know, that's going to lead to um, designer humans, which we're going that direction anyway, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, the only question is whether it'll be parents choosing their children's traits or governments and corporations deciding what type of uh, workers and, and soldiers they need, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's really the only question. Oh, God, that's just scary
0: to think about right there. <laughs> it's where we're that going, man. just scary if to think If we stay about. on this path, that's where it leads, so... Yeah, man, we're in so much, it's it's weird how, again, I think we're dealing with a lot of unknowns, so I will say right. that we're dealing with a lot of unknowns, but at the same time that we're dealing with a lot of unknowns, there's a lot of things that we do know, you know what I mean? Like this, this, this stuff can just go bad. Oh yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it doesn't everything seem like
1: anybody's putting a stop on any of it. Everything we're doing right now has beneficial uh, you know, potential for mankind, but it also has potentially existential ramifications. You know, we, we've, we've got all types of things that we're doing right now that could lead to the, um, if not extinction, the near extinction of, you know, mankind. <laughs> There's certain things that I just don't think we should be doing. Yeah, yeah I'm, I. I mean, the good news is, is if we screw it up too bad, the, uh, you know, the, the gamers will go to an earlier save game, you know, in this simulation, so they'll just reset us and we'll go on a, a, a different, uh, you know, a, a different, uh, different path, path. Yeah. Different, uh, different branch different of timeline of reality timeline. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. yeah different timeline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Timelines are just where they go back to an older save game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's all it is. I just, it is scary, though. It's scary to think about. Right. It really is. Like, when you see what's going on. I mean, it, it, a little bit. Some of it's kind of exciting, too, though, I guess, in a weird way. Like, it, it, you kind of want to see where it's going to end up at. Uh, it's the same reason about watching Trump all the time. Like, you want to see where it's going to end up at. Like, he the one thing that this guy is is he is massively entertaining.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's true. He's so much show material for us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Na- nauseatingly so. Yeah, I know. I don't. Yeah. I don't want
0: to talk about
1: it. If I had a, a dollar for every time that you've said I don't want to talk about Trump anymore, but and then we do, and then we do. <laughs> yeah, I I'd probably have about ninety dollars. <laughs> You'd have some money. I, I don't think I'm exaggerating on that. No, I don't think you are at all. Matter of <laughs> fact, you're probably low. You nor, nor, probably low shot it out there. Normally, you exaggerate when you say that sort of thing. In, in that case, I think I, yeah, I might have lowballed it. You, you might, might have lowballed it, it. I, just because
0: looked,
1: he's constant
0: though, right? And he says the craziest shit all the time. Oh, I know, I know. It's it not only does he say crazy shit, but all the, the the people around him say it too, though. Oh my god! And 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 know. the detractors say crazy shit too. Like it, he turns everybody crazy, right?
1: And it's or a, it reveals them for being crazy. his supporters man. say the craziest shit. Oh my god! You know, just
0: out there like fucking Pluto, man. I just look, we and we didn't. I think we we referred to this um stud or, or poll, but like. Those people that are really supporters of Trump, Trump trust Trump more than they trust their own family. Yeah. I think we talked about that last week, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. <laughs> how do you do that? I mean, just... <laughs>
1: First of all, how do you truly trust someone you've never met? Okay. mm mm-hmm. I mean... Who's a politician. Yeah. Especially a politician. You know, you can say, if it's someone you've never met, never personally interacted with, never really spent much time with or anything like that, you can say... Okay, that person seems trustworthy, mm-hmm. but until you look somebody dead in the eye and have a real conversation with them and shake their hand or whatever, you don't know for sure. You you know you're just guessing at that point. Yeah. So the fact that they say that this guy, who probably none of them have ever met, or if they have met, it'd been you know like a two second you know, uh, hey how you doing handshake type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that they can say they trust them more than your own, their own family. That That's a real problem. That shows us we've got a deeper problem than anything having to do with politics. You know what yeah, I'm saying? We've got some, trusty, we got some yeah. serious yeah.
0: misplaced trust issues.
1: But uh, uh, we've, uh, we're at the end of the first hour. If you'd like to join us in the second hour, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up, become a subscriber. You get a whole bunch of swag, plus, you get a second hour of content. And we've got some really interesting things to talk about in the second hour. One of which, which I'm really interested in putting out, is all the ways your new car is spying on you. We'll see you on the other side.